This week on Rails in Mysteries, Aaron Aronson breaks a leg, Gwyneth Appleton flares up, Avis Osborne casts a spell or three, and Agent Erickson takes a shot. So, where we left off last time, you are all in a barn on Old Man Lawson's farm, and you just found two dead bodies in the manger. These bodies, as you do, these bodies seem to be Joe and Mary, two uh, teenagers who had gone missing the prior night. To just sort of recap where you are and what's going on, um, Aaron Aronson, you were, uh, I think we could call it euphemistically, assigned to assist Gwyneth Appleton in some of her missions for her sect. And Gwyneth was then sent on a mission to investigate supernatural occurrences in the Missouri Ozarks town of Railsend in conjunction with John Erickson. And her side mission was to bring Agent Erickson into her sect. John Erickson, meanwhile, you were assigned by your boss at the MIA to go to Railsend to investigate in the company of Gwyneth Appleton and to try to infiltrate her sect to provide intelligence to MIA. Meanwhile, then, we have Avis, who has been uh, assisting Agent Erickson in his work on the down low. Off the books. Off the books and hidden from view. Uh, the prior evening, late at night, when you entered Rails End during a storm, this strange, eerie green light lit up the sky to the south of town, and it exerted a very powerful attraction on two of you, Avis and Aaron, uh, and you were drawn to it, although the other two in your cohort, Gwyneth and uh, Agent Erickson, prevented that from happening. So far today, and it is now getting into the early evening hours, um, you've discovered that these two teens, who you seem to have found now, Joe and Mary, had gone missing. Uh, Aaron made a, shall we say, special friend with an elderly woman named Agnes who provided some information about um, a monster that a former lover of hers fought off with fire. And you also encountered uh, a professor of metallurgy named Jane Lackler, and Professor Lackler led you to the camping site where Joe and Mary disappeared from, and she has set up investigative equipment on the north bank of the Little Fork River, which is a popular camping site for the locals. You found trails where these bodies were seemingly uh, drugged from the south side of the river, and you followed them through dense woods and underbrush. And that led you to the barn on what you have been told is Old Man Lawson's farm. And you're now in the barn looking at these bodies and just across the way, basically on the other side of the driveway from the barn is the old farmhouse where uh, you haven't seen any activity other than smoke emerging from the chimney. Hmm. So... At this point, any other questions about where we stand before we jump into the action? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. 
How how late is it uh, at the time that we left off? Uh, it is in the early evening. Uh, let's say it is about six thirty. Um, you have about another hour, hour and a half before sundown, um, and it will get seriously dark in another three or four hours. And how long did it take us to walk through the field to get to where we are from the van? Um, Well, and I should be clear, while there is a hay field, you mostly went through the the trees, woods, woods and underbrush. Yeah. Um, And it took you certainly a good half hour, 45 minutes following the trail. Now, you made some uh, excursions, if you recall. You investigated the mailbox. And the road, and... Mm, And so it took you longer to do the entire trip. But if you went down the uh, trail... um, It would probably take another half hour to get back. And this could be a good time to familiarize you a little bit with the geography. I don't want to get too um, caught down into there's a hill here and there and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But this could matter a little bit. You were at the camping site on the north bank of the Little Fork River, Mm -hmm. and you crossed over to the south bank. Mm -hmm. From there, you had to go up a fairly steep hill uh, to to follow the trail where the bodies were dragged and to get up to where you are now in the barn. Uh, The barn and the farmhouse are built essentially on a ridge where there's been trees cleared out for the building of the the two uh, buildings, and for the hay field, which has been uncut, so it's just tall grass in it right now. Um, the ground falls away rather rapidly to the north side of the barn, which is towards the river, and uh, towards the west side of the barn. All right. And so you have these two bodies, and I guess I can tell you that they are, they do look like a teenage boy and a teenage girl and they are deathly pale they are obviously are, dead but they're also very pale are there any obvious injuries to them there are no obvious injuries okay. yeah. mm-hmm. i mean I, i'm not any medical profession so like i i don't think i'm gonna be able to deduce unless there's a gaping hole in them exactly what went wrong here well is there a gaping hole no, I, I said I asked about injuries. That would be an injury. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Have we flipped them over? Because there could be a gaping hole on the bottom. Go ahead. So you flip over I, the bodies? I yeah. would not. I'm going to say, I, I would uh, not touch the body with your bare hands. Okay, yeah. I'll use like the butt of my gun to sort of like... Flip them? Yeah, so you're going to flip them over with the butt of your gun. Okay, so you do that. And you now have two bodies laying face down in the manger. Okay. With no obvious gaps. And there's no obvious gaping holes or puncture wounds or anything on them. There are not. And you do have moves you can use. Yeah, but I can always just poke it. Yeah, but there's a move to poke it. Do you think it's past the point of me being able to try first aid? (laughs) (laughs) They're very dead. Yes. They're very dead. Okay. Could I investigate a mystery here to try to deduce what happened to them? You can. Tell me what you're doing as you're investigating the mystery. I'm looking for any marks. Um, I'm trying to recognize whether the pallor of their skin is beyond what I'd expect for just people who have been 
dead for an extended period of time. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this matches anything that I might have seen hunting monsters in the past. Oh, okay. So you're, you're examining them, so you need to yeah. roll plus sharp, and then you can ask me some questions, depending upon what you roll. Oh, wow, that's really good. Plus sharp, too. So that's that's going to be 12. So you get to hold three. I get to hold three. This is this is a good start for the day. Um, what happened here, I guess, is, is the big one? Okay, that encompasses a lot of things. And so... You can tell as you're looking both at the bodies that mm -hmm. have now been helpfully flipped over by Gwyneth. <laughs> um, but you can tell from when you first looked at them and all of the surroundings mm -hmm. that they were dead when they arrived. There's no sign of a struggle. Here. The, here in the barn. So they were very dead and they were simply drug into the manger then covered up with some hay from elsewhere in the barn to try to hide them. Um, I guess, what can it do? Can I figure that out from looking at them? Uh, I think with your spooky weird skills, you kind of can. Yeah. Because you have a sense of unusual magic and supernatural forces. And you can tell from looking at the deathly pallor of these corpses that they weren't killed by any normal weapon. That they somehow had the life force drained from them. By some sort of attack. Okay. So we're dealing with something that is not dealing physical harm, but more of a spiritual or energy sort of harm. Correct. Okay. Still have one more. Um, this might be a long shot, but I'm going to go with where did it go? Can I tell from the barn and the surrounding area and how they were covered where this thing that hid them went? Well, it is certainly... A long shot, but the, the thing that hid them, mm -hmm. you can tell as you are both feeling the magic sort of still clinging reverberating, to clinging to the air around and around the bodies, mm -hmm. but also just the physical environment. You can see in the dust on the floor of the barn that there are tracks made from large work boots that are leaving the barn in the direction of the driveway in the old farmhouse. What? And would it be safe to assume that the large work boots would match what audio I heard from my little flashback last time? These sort of shambling big steps? That's a very good question. And no, actually. Because okay. these boots, they're not shambling. I mean, they're... The steps seem yes. level and not... Correct. Okay. If I remember so correctly, we had on. two paths... Uh, the shambling yes. went off in a different direction from the dragging. So it seems that there's a monster and there's somebody aiding the monster. Or two monsters. And one just looks Possibly. like a person. One yep. might just be a person. Yeah. Just because they're a person uh, doesn't mean they're not a monster. That, that is a good point. That is a very good point. Um, yeah. Alright, well, I, I certainly got the information I wanted out of yeah. that. What do we want to do next? I, I think Normally, we should make our way back to the van. It does not feel safe here. We should get a warrant and come back and investigate in the morning. Norm I don't want to be around at night. 
normally in situations like this, I'd advocate calling the cops, but I think we are the cops now, so... That would be correct. I think what... Yeah, I say yes, Aaron. Whatever's gonna happen's gonna happen again tonight. I'd much rather crack this before the green light of death turns on again tonight. I don't want to... If we can stop it before it comes back, that'd be great. That is my one hesitation, because if we get enchanted by this light again, if we're keeping watch, and then we are drawn to the light, we could end up being the ones that get taken tonight. Or somebody else will. There seems to be a bit of a time limit on all of this. But I also think running into the farmhouse after whoever this is, is too risky, probably. Surely Mr. Government over here has got all the experience of bursting into buildings and breaking them down, right? In my experience, it's better to go through the system, but I see your point and how we have uh, a sort of time limit. So we have two options. We can come back tomorrow and deal with the possibility of more death or deal with it tonight, which is more risky to us. But nobody else, hopefully, would get hurt. Yeah. How are all of your acting skills? Pretty uh, bloody good. I was never really an actor. Eh, okay, I mean, I wasn't an actor. I, we could pretend that our car broke down and we need help. Ah, classic. We don't have a car. It doesn't matter. You can't see the road from the farmhouse. No, no, no. no. You're missing a trick here. We need the class. This is the classic lost tourist gamble. Go outside, shred your clothes a little bit, rub a load of mud on you, and claim you've just come in from the woods and you've you've been wandering for a day and a half since you lost the trail, and you death. This is the first sign of civilization. I like the idea of this lost tourist gambit. Yeah, it's it. It's worked well in the past. This is people don't think much of you who are lost tourists, confused through things. You can get all sorts from them. So who have, who's going in as my backup? Who have we got? Do we want? Seeing you've got two snipers, do we want one of you hanging back if things go wrong, calling the big guns? Yeah, John and I can take up position in the trees, and I'll go with you. I'm better up close if it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, what are you to me? How similarly do we look? Not particularly. Parent-child cover story, or is that pushing the limits? Of... You have very different accents, my friends. That's a very good point. I also don't think you're that old, and I'm a redhead, and you're not. You got a blondie. <laughs> yeah. Friends from college. Tried to come back for a reunion and got lost. There is a college in the area, so that's yeah. not too far-fetched. Yeah. Anyone got a map of the local area? We can visibly argue over who failed to read. Yeah, but it's back in the van. Ah, damn it. Okay. Right. So, Aaron and Avis are going to approach the door of the farmhouse with this story for old man Lawson and John and Gwyneth are going to be in the trees 
with their sniper rifles covering the door. Should we give give you ten minutes to go and sneak into position, and then we'll head back round and take the front? Yeah, sure. Sounds good. I'm okay with that. Yep. So we're gonna go and try to get some information out of this guy peacefully and well. And if that fails, shoot him. <laughs> and to help with our ruse, I'm gonna hand my shotgun <coughs> over to Agent Erickson because I shouldn't have a shotgun if I'm talking to this guy. Yes. I'll hold on to that. I've got this very small gun that's great at being concealed on a person, so I'm gonna keep it. Uh, Eilish, do you want my uh, or not Eilish? Whoops. I was reading the name. Gwyneth, uh, do you think it, uh, do you want to take high and I'll take low? I can lay down in the brush, cover more angles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I climb up in the tree. Like, it, it won't be elegant, but I get up there. So the snipers are getting into position. Uh, Aaron and Avis, how are you approaching the house? If we're going to look as unthreatening as possible. I'm going to go for having a limp and a, a pretend broken leg, because it always just, like... You don't suspect the guy with the broken leg can actually run away really fast when trouble hits. I hope you're very good at acting like you have a limp, because I'm not going to have much success holding you up. I am not yeah. very tough. Oh, I'm just actually leaning on you. I'm just not using my leg. That's not going to go well. Okay, so... Aaron and Avis, you are stumbling up the driveway towards the farmhouse. Once again, there's a smoke coming out of the chimney, so there's a fire going in the fireplace on this hot summer day as the sun is setting. And you get up to the old creaky porch and you somehow <laughs> stumble up the stairs and you're on the porch now, and the snipers, you're both in position. Uh, so what do you do now? I'm going to yell, Hello! He hello! Hello! Help! Help! Then a voice from inside the house calls out, The door's open! Come on in! Oh, I don't like that. I can't walk very far. You're going to have to come out to us. We need help. It's not far. Just turn the handle and come on in. This sounds like a trap. I don't think we should go in. I've broken my arm. I can't. I dislocated my shoulder falling down a tree. It was awful. It's been out for hours. I'm in so much pain. My God. Are you trying to manipulate him? I'm trying to manipulate him into coming out to see what's happening. Okay, roll plus charm. Oh, no. I rolled a one and a two. So I get... Yay! So with my plus two charm, I get a five. That's experience. <laughs> it's experience. So now the farmhouse door bursts open and... Inside is an old, haggard man with a double-barreled shotgun pointing directly at the both of you. And he says, ah, I reckon you'll be mighty tasty for Mr. Gaunt. Mr. Uh, Mr. Dodds? What's, what's going on here? I, I... 
okay, this is definitely a bad situation, so I'm going to try to read it. Here we go. Oh. that That's a three. Oof. Okay, time to mark some experience. Can I read a bad situation as well? You may. See if I can roll better. Ooh, okay. This is what? Cool. Sharp? Uh, that's a nine. That's a mixed success. Um, what's the best way to protect the victims? <laughs> yeah. The victims, yes. Us. Protect us. The best way to protect the victims would be to get them away from the man waving the shotgun at them or to do something to the man with the shotgun. Okay. Can I... So it says I get a plus one while acting on this information. Can I cut? Can I try to shoot him in the knee? You can. Or like a non-lethal, incapacitating shot. <laughs> you can give that a try. Um, one thing I would say is, since this is a ranged attack, and you're not going to be exposed from harm, this isn't a kick some ass roll. This is going to be an act under pressure roll, um, because you're you know shooting from some distance with a sniper rifle. So this will be to roll plus cool. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to try to incapacitate him with the extra plus one. And take a shot, yeah. Oh boy. This rule feels important. Eh, eh, not bad, not bad. Uh that would be a with the plus one, a 13. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> My goodness. Okay, so with a 13, tell me what this looks like. Um, I want to shoot him in the knee, and he, like, falls down with, like, the hit. Agent Erickson, you just scored a phenomenal hit on the old man holding the shotgun. Uh, you hit him in the knee and he is now down. And before we get to what happens next, what is the, uh, what's the harm capacity on your sniper rifle? Uh, four. Wow. So, uh, the old man with the shotgun just crumples in the doorway in front of Aaron and Avis. And he screams and grabs his leg and drops his shotgun in the process. What do you do? Can I move to grab the shotgun immediately? Uh, you absolutely can. Um, I, I think that would be an act under pressure in this situation. Excellent. Okay, I'm rolling, and I've rolled a nine plus cool. And my cool is one, so I've rolled a ten. That's a complete success. Yes, Yay. a complete success. Wow. You have... For one. Uh, you have snatched the shotgun up off of the floor of the farmhouse. Uh, mm -hmm. And so what are you doing now with it? You've got the shotgun. The old man is bleeding from the knee uh, and flailing around on the floor. Uh, As he's flailing, he says, God damn you! I, I want to use some telepathy on him, actually. Okay. Um, so I want to grab hold of him and sort of get a good look at his eyes and do a deep investigate a mystery in his own head 
Okay. Um, try to pull some information. Who was he talking about? You know, does he know about the bodies in the barn? All of that. And so that's a roll plus weird? Um, no, it is a regular investigative mystery, but I can essentially do it inside people's Okay, heads. so you can do it telepath- yeah, telepathically. telepathically. So it's still a plus sharp. It's still you. a plus sharp. At least... Oh, That's man, my I'm gonna understanding get in so much trouble. of how it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this isn't great, but, you know. Okay, okay, that's pretty good. Um, that's an 11. Wow. So it's hold three, right? Okay. Um, hold three. High roller is coming investigate out. Investigate a mystery. We're gonna pay for this later. Okay, yeah, the luck is gonna come back and, like, bite us. But you haven't used a luck point. That's true, we haven't. Um... Can I get what sort of creature is it? You can. Um, the creature is what this old man refers to as Mr. Gaunt. It is something that lives in a cave between the house and barn and the river. Okay. Um... Could I get a, that exact location with a where did it go sort of question? Um, well, he knows it is in the cave right now. He does not know precisely where the cave is, and he does not want to know precisely, precisely where, where the cave is. is. Okay. Oh, um, oh man, this person is just a one person. One more. Look <laughs> um, at my list here. I don't really need what happened here or what is being concealed here, I don't think. Um, what was it going to do? It meaning the old man? I mean, that's the one you have. I, th- I think I want to know what he would be doing to help the monster. Okay. That you can see in his mind yeah. with your telepathic powers. Um, he was going to hold you at gunpoint... Until the light came on, and then he was going to shove you outside. Um, And you also know that as part of this, he has a fire roaring in his fireplace, despite the uh, hot, you know, late summer day. To keep the beast away. Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I remove myself from his mind, sort of shove him back toward the floor. And he, he goes, oh, God damn you, that hurts. What are you doing this to an old man? Trespassers, trespassers. You were going to kill us. I, would... I have no sympathy, you old man. I wouldn't yell too loudly like that with the two bodies we found in your barn, mate. Yeah. I didn't kill them. No, Mr. Gaunt did them. Yeah, yeah, I gathered that much yeah. from your own memories. All right. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to get some clemency for you for... When this whole case blows up, I suggest you give us, you help us, shut up and help us take down Mr. Gorm. He just scowls at you. Uh, at this point, uh, Gwyneth and John Erickson, what are you doing? I'm um, probably trying to get out of the tree. I can just stand it's, up because I was on the ground. It's not going to be elegant because I'm not particularly strong or skilled at this part of my job but I'm gonna let gravity mostly take control and half fall out of the tree okay I will half catch her half catch 
Very nice. That'll be an act under pressure. Now we're we're good. You are all you are both unharmed and on the ground standing. Let's get him inside. I can lock him in the house if my magic's behaving. Um, um, I'm gonna jog up and I'm gonna because I'm a medic. I'm gonna do some first aid and make sure that this guy doesn't die. That's a good call. Let's not kill him. Let's let's call. trap him here, but not, let's not kill him. Yeah, I'll yeah. walk up to the house too, since there's no need for me to be in the forest right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It actually seems like a bad place to be right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know how earlier we were discussing using someone as bait? I think we found the perfect bait at this point. I don't think he'd be very good bait. I don't think no. that's a great idea. No. <laughs> he can't run anywhere. It's I ideal. already feel bad <laughs> no. about having to take out his leg. So, Sorry let's about get him that. In. So, <laughs> so, John, how do your first aid uh, abilities work? Um, so, I'm going to, like, grab some sticks from the brush and uh, find some... I don't know. I'll probably like use my knife to cut off part of his shirt or his pants. And like this is a farm. There's plenty of uh, baler twine and wire and stuff like that. All right, then I'll like I'll like splint it and then also bandage it, like wrap it. Okay, you do so. so. Okay. Let's get him inside. I'm gonna try to ward the house so that he'll stay here. Um, it might not work. In which case, we're going to have to do something a little bit more mundane to keep him out of trouble. So at this point, the sun is setting. Uh, and it's beginning to get dark. How does warding the house work for you, um, It is a use magic roll. I can uh, bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. So I want to essentially bar the exit for him. So... Can you do all the exits simultaneously? Um, that's the thing about the phrasing I'm not sure about. It's, I can bar a place, like a location, yeah. or a portal. So I'm thinking it's... it's like put him under house arrest? Kind of. That's okay. kind of what I want to do. That seems reasonable. Okay. Let's see if my magic behaves, because this is a roll that could go very bad. No, it goes decent, because that's nine on the die, plus two weird, eleven. Okay. So he can't leave the house. So it worked as intended. So how do how do you do this spell? How do you do this magic? Um, I'm carving like runes into the door frames, um, that are essentially barring him. And there's his blood around, like he got shot in the leg. Right. So I'm using a little bit of that along with the runes, so I don't have to have specific information of who he is. I have genetic material that makes the blood it so is that, an identifier. Yeah, exactly. The blood is the direct identifier rather than some sort of name or anything. And essentially, it will, until I disrupt it or let go of the, the charm, keep him there. Okay, so he's now locked in the house. What yeah. is the group of you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, this takes me a little bit. I don't know what the rest of you want to do around the farm. Uh, while you are constructing your charm, I'll give you back your shotgun. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So do we, like, do you tell us what you found in his mind? Um, yes, like, as I'm working, when I'm not having to do incantations or anything, I explain who Mr. Gaunt is, the fact that there's a cave in the woods that he was planning to keep us here and essentially feed us to the light. Um, I don't entirely understand how the creature relates to the light, but it seems like 
the monster is really the danger here. The light is a draw. The monster is what gets people. Okay. So you've got basically old man Lawson, you know, tucked away, snug in his bed, locked in the house. You Any other things you want to do or say with him, or are you just leaving him there and going out? Is there any other information you want to try to get from him? He doesn't seem to be very cooperative. Um, I don't think he's going to want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. No, you you shot him, so no. I mean, you can always. He doesn't know it's you that shot him. Yeah, Luke. you can blame it on me. If you think that you'd be better at getting so, information out of him. I'm a government agent, and that has not worked out quite well in the past. You see, yeah. I don't have these restrictions. So. Plausible deniability me? is all I need. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's someone you want to charm a person, this could definitely be on me. I suppose someone could have accidentally stolen your government ID and made some sort of unofficial agreement or something. I don't know. What, what do we... We've got what, no idea what he wants. What information do we want to get out of him and how do we want to go about getting it? We don't I have a lot of time. I want to know why the... How he knows that fire seems to be the key here. Because if this thing's coming, I want to know how to kill it. And stop it. And drive it off. You can talk to him. You're welcome to go to yeah. from the house. Yeah. And if anyone's going to charm information out of him... I do want to look yeah. around his house. I want to, like... Snoop. Snoop, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Since he can't really stop me at this point. Yeah. Yep, you should do that. Um, yep. That would probably... Well, on the surface, the things you can see without using Investigative Mystery, um, the things you get for free are it's an old, dilapidated house. Um, it seems like uh, this old man who lives there is, first of all, by himself. There's no one else in the house. Um, he's alone there, and there's just decades and decades of dirt and junk uh, piled up. It, you know, limited food even in the house, but a lot of things that he's put up from a garden, it seems like. Um, old wood-burning stove and a fireplace, both with fires raging in them. Mm. And if you want to look further, you can investigate a mystery to see what else um, you can find. Sure, I'll investigate a mystery. I've been rolling well so far, knock on wood. That's pretty good. That's a 10. Excellent. Um, and because I, I think that in this is a somewhat different situation than the moves for investigative mystery generally contemplate, um, you know, where mm -hmm. you're basically looking at through his, I, I assume his drawers or whatever else you can find. Mm -hmm. Um I can either just give you some things that you find, or if you have specific questions outside of the list uh, in the book, that's okay as well. Okay. Um, the only question that I kind of had is, like, does he seem to leave? Or, like, does he seem to act in a human way? Because it kind of seems to me right now that he doesn't really eat or leave or do anything, and that's... Like, is there anything weird about him that I can detect yeah. through looking so through his house? So, you do find, sort of tucked under the mattress of 
the bed you've tossed him into, um, a handwritten diary. And oh. as you flip through this handwritten diary, you discover that an entry from about three or four months ago saying, oh no, Mr. Gaunt is stirring again. Time to hunker down. Mm. Then you see in subsequent days um, references to, yes, yeah, something's something sure is going down in the hole, and you know um, animals have been going missing, and you know then for this morning there's uh, a note saying found the two most recent, not much money in their pockets. Hmm. All right. I'm going to hold on to this diary for evidence. <laughs> Good call. Good call. And at this point, so, the sun is well down. I, I should let you yeah. know. It is not pitch black yet, but the sun is well down, and you have maybe 30 or 45 minutes until it begin, begins to be very dark. We might want to go back to the van. Yeah. Yeah. I got my flashlight. Uh, I would suggest taking some sticks out of the stove or lighting something yeah, on and fire. Getting... That okay. would be a good Let's idea. be cautious it's... with it, though. Yeah. We don't want to burn the forest down. Yeah. Do farms like this generally store fuel on site as well? For, like, vehicles and stuff? We could that... take the charger that's in the barn. This is true. Is it you functioning, could. though? It's fairly old, isn't it? You talk about the old vehicle? Yeah. 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 Well, where are you going to take it, yeah, I guess? If we're going through the woods... The car can't go through the, the woods. We could take the, the car down the yeah. road to the campsite where the van is. Do we know how to get there? I believe we passed this yeah. place. Okay. You, you do okay. know how to get, we there. Know how to get there. Well, yeah. you didn't pass this place. You you stopped off just... Sh well, you walked to this place, ultimately. Like, you, you know where it is. This is... Mm -hmm. This farm is just right. on the other side of the river from where you parked the van. So we just need to get back to the bridge yeah. over the river. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can see if the car still works. That was from the people who went missing 22 last years time, ago. Right? So unless he's been maintaining that yeah. car, I'm betting it's, it's not in good shape. Yeah. But we can try. Let's give it a go. We can try. Um, if not, yeah. we're going to have to move quickly. Yeah. Are there any, like, jerry cans of, like, petrol or something lying around because that'd be great if you need to set a big fire in a hurry so you're rummaging around in the barn and i i would yes. note that a barn full of old hay isn't the greatest place in the world to store your flammable liquids like gasoline yeah. or, or or petrol yeah. as uh you know some might call it <laughs> um yeah. But it's also a barn is not a great place to store a the SUV that is, is left over from a murder victim of 22 years ago, or for that matter, a yeah. still which you also found in your look. Yeah. So, yeah. as you're rummaging around in the back of the vehicle, you do find uh, two jugs each a, of a couple gallon of some very old and stale, but gasoline. There's some 
some petrol in these jugs. Are the keys uh-huh. and the ignition of the vehicle, or is this going to be more of a hot wire attempt? There are keys in the vehicle. Okay. Oh, All right. I'm going to just try okay. to turn the thing on. It doesn't make yeah. any sound whatsoever. Yeah. I the battery is either. dead. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're walking. Yeah, we got to walk and we got to walk fast. Yeah, I would grab the uh, gasoline, though. Yeah, yes. let's grab it. Yeah. And the sticks, some sticks with fire. Okay. Yeah. Our so makeshift they're torches. They're not really torches. Is the thing. Our makeshift Make it a- torches. <laughs> We're going to burn the woods yeah. down if we take fire. That's not going to last very long. Yeah, I, I got a different kind more. of torch and I click on my flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we should stick with that. I as use, much as I want yeah. fire, yeah. I don't think... We can light the gasoline with a road flare. As exactly. Very exactly. Yeah. Well, and I believe we did establish that Agent Erickson has... Uh, road flares. Road flares. Yes, we established that. And I think yes. you even carried them with you, didn't you? We carried we one. We carried we one. Kept the, Okay. So we'll get one chance to light this gasoline. <laughs> throw the gasoline. Throw the road flare. Woo! Okay. Run! So, what could possibly go wrong? Burn so down the forest! You're walking... To the van, my good sir. You're walking to the van carrying two jugs of gasoline. Um, some... St- Sticks that are, are the sticks on fire. We're not you left the, the sticks. sticks. Okay, you We're left the sticks. We're not the sticks. We decided that was and a bad idea. Your flashlights and, and your uh, your other weapons. So Hello. Thanks for listening to Rails End Mysteries. We are almost to the end of our first story arc where our brave heroes deal with the Ozark spook light and those monsters that are associated with it. Thanks for sticking with us for this exciting ride. We appreciate you listening, and if you want to learn more about what we're up to and things that are happening, hit us up on Twitter, at RailsInMystery. Thanks, and talk to you again real soon. Mm-hmm. What route are you taking? Did you decide to go down the driveway to the road, across the bridge, back to where the van is, or are you trying to go through the underbrush? I think we should go in the most direct line. Yeah, if now, we think the underbrush would be faster, let's take that. So I would tell you this. If you've ever walked through an Ozark forest, going <laughs> through all of the briars and brambles it's not fun. is not going to be fast, no. never mind whether it will be fun or not. Yeah. Probably take the road. Let's try the road. Yeah. Let's try the road. In that case, I'm going to stow my guns so that I'm not walking down a road with just yeah. guns out. I mean, I'll I keep mean, the flashlight, though. You wouldn't be too out of place, though. You wouldn't. No, you well, wouldn't I mean, I still have a giant sniper rifle on my back. You wouldn't be too out of place, though. <laughs> nope. Not I'll, in these parts. I'll keep my sniper rifle... Out. Telescoped out. Telescoped out. Okay. Someone has to be ready to fire. So you traipse down the driveway to the road, across the bridge, and, I mean, it is at this point pitch black. There's mosquitoes out, which I know you love. Um, There's no traffic on the road, however. And you come to where 
your Vanus Park Agent Erickson along with Professor Lawson's old beat up Saturn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else parked there, nothing else going on that you can see. Oh, geez, I hope she's not going to die. Yeah, let's get back to that. I think perhaps those of us who were more interested in the light than the two of you should perhaps stay locked in the van. Because if that light switches on and we are once again attracted to it, that could be extremely dangerous. Particularly if the professor is also enchanted in the light. I think will be outnumbered. The more we have in terms of numbers, the better chance we have somebody to pull somebody out if they do become yeah. susceptible. All right. All right. I think I'm, ha- I'm happy being locked in the van, guys. You can take the monster <laughs> without me. Aaron, you're not getting locked in the van. If I'm Please. going, you're going. <laughs> you're coming with us, Aaron. Um, yep. Yep. I will yes. grab an additional road flare. Probably only have two, but okay. I'll grab the other one and toss it to Gwyneth since she cool. seems the best able to act under pressure I besides will myself. gladly take the road flare. <laughs> That's a fair assessment, yeah. Um, strap on my flak vest and my coveralls and I'm ready to go. Okay. So, where are you going? I think Down to the campsite. Back to the, the, yeah, the gravel bank. Okay. Because the person who seems to be at most risk now is Professor Lawson. Okay, so... so what is it? La... La... Um, What's her name? Jane something. Professor... Uh, Jane Lackler. La- Lackler. Jane. Lackler. Okay. Lackler. Yeah. Lackler. I wrote Blackthorn. Yeah. <laughs> that is different. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. So, you uh, proceed down the trail, hiking as a merry little band, until you get to the camping area where Jane Lackler has set up a truly astounding array of equipment that you helped her tote. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all pointing to the north side of the river. And this is sort of where the cave is. Well, cave you have not seen the, the cave. Yeah, but we know the... roughly where the cave is basically. Or excuse like... me, the cave is pointing to the, it's to the, point to the south side of the river because she's yeah. to the north side of the river. Okay. And so the... The cave is in between where we are now and the house. Yeah. And there's a sheer hill on the other side of the river from you that you had to march up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could be anywhere of. along there. Yeah, yeah but yeah. the cave is somewhere on that. Yeah, on, yeah, that, on that hillside. Yeah. Apparently. Okay, so knowing that, I'm going to sort of set myself up. Like, not out in the open on the gravel bank, but sort of in the forest more. But facing that hillside where... We know the cave is, so presumably where Mr. Gaunt is going to come from. Okay. As with you're doing my, that... Oh, go ahead. Oh, Agent Erickson. I was going to say, with my back to the river, I was going to immediately start trying to make a campfire. Okay. Um, as you are doing that, um, Professor Lackler runs over to you and says, No, no, you'll scare it off. We've seen what this creature can do. We found the bodies of the missing teens. We don't want that happening to you or anyone else. We certainly don't want to risk it. I'm pretty sure we're more scared of it than it is of us. Professor Lackler says, I've been waiting for years to investigate this. Don't you screw it up. If you're so interested in dying, I suppose you can 
move. It's on the hill somewhere. You don't have to be right next to the fire. No, you don't understand. We need to learn what this thing is. Oh, we're learning what this thing is, and I don't think it requires us dying for it. Professor, and have you heard of autopsy? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, there's a sort of weird high-pitched sound, and a green light shoots to the sky oh, from the God other damn. side of the river. Oh, jeez. Oh, dear. Here we Oof, go. Uh, I'm going to try to avert my eyes. <laughs> Well, you will all have to roll Act Under Pressure. And okay. as you're doing that, I can tell you that Jane Lackler suddenly gets an ecstatic look on her face and says, it calls me and is beginning to wait, yep. well, head towards the river. I failed. Um, I got annoyed. I get to level up. Good job. Oh, I have no experience. How? I got a nine. I'm fine. That's an 11 plus 1 is 12. I rolled a 4. So, Avis, you are... I want to go toward the light! <laughs> so, Professor Lackler so and Avis are trying to get into the river to go towards the light. And the other three of you have managed to resist it. Um, I know what Avis is doing. She's marching towards yeah, the light. You don't need to um, ask me. What are the other three of you doing now? I'm going to try and grab Avis and stop her running into the light. I was going to help with that. Cool. Um, <laughs> Someone grab the professor. I guess, I guess I'm going after Jane. Okay. So, both of these people are pretty easy to restrain because they're just sort of mindlessly trying to march forwards. Um, they're not really resisting. They're just trying to keep moving forward. Um, is there, do I have some way of restraining Jane? Well, I guess. Can you tie her to a tree? Do you have rope? Is That's what I was wondering, is if I have rope or twine, but I'm not sure I would have. We brought tents to the campsite, and I yeah, so you'd have never some, set them up. Okay. Yeah, so you'd so have some rope. Yeah. I'd have some rope, so yeah, I'm going to try to, I guess, bind her so she doesn't walk to her death. So you'll probably need someone to help you with that, but I think one of you could restrain Avis. I'm not yeah. very strong. That's yeah. probably... I'll, I'll grab the professor. Probably pretty All right. So I'll tie her up with... And there are... Help. And you're in a state forest, so there are certainly trees you can tie her to. Yep. I'll just tie her to a tree. Okay. Yep. So the light is still shining up there. What do we want to do with Avis? Do we want to tie Avis to a tree as well? I think it's in our best interest to tie Avis to a tree. <laughs> I'm not going to be very helpful, guys, but thanks for And possibly me put a source of fire near her. So yeah. I was. we can ward off this Mr. Kant. If warding's the idea, can we do a big old circle of flames? With the gasoline we've got. Um, I don't. I do think we, we should enough? wait to ignite the fire until after it approaches, so that mm -hmm. we can trap it in a circle of fire. That is a good idea. I'd be so helpful in combat if I wasn't enchanted by that light. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll like need to do another act under pressure roll to try to break free here in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I sort of. We need to watch for the creature coming somehow. I think it should cross the river. 
So if have we, you? Yeah. Have you built a fire at this point? I will try to finish my fire. Um, can I roll now to read a bad situation? You can. As idea of s oh. And I've rolled a, an 8 plus shot. So I've rolled a 9. Okay. So what is that, hold 2? That's hold 1, I think. Hold 1. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to ask, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Um, there is a, as you're gazing out, um, standing on the river side of the fire so that it's not, uh, messing with your vision, there is some form that you see beginning to move on the south side of the river that's shambling along the riverbank. Mm. Do you think we should finish the campfire and ward it away or lure it and then trap it with fire? We don't have a lot of time. Gwen. And I'm assuming at this point that you have at least a little bit of a fire going in front of Avis and Professor yep. Lackler. Yeah, it's like small, small fire. Campfire. Not a bonfire, but a campfire. Yeah. Well, if one of a, if we can set up a distraction, <clears throat> one of us can try to use the gasoline to make a ring of fire. So that it can't easily escape as we try to deal with it, but that also would mean it may get extra angry and we'd have to trap it on the same side as Avis and the Professor. I'm enchanted with the light. I have no input. <laughs> I'm busy. Well, at this point, with the fire roaring, I think it would be fair to let you roll to act under pressure again. You're very kind. To see if you can break loose. Uh, yes, yes, that'll do. That's a 10. So what does this look like as you begin to shake free of the hold of the light? Oh, well, I'm tied to a tree, right? Yes. I, I sort of blink a few times and steal myself, and I don't know if this is some sort of enchantment or something. I, I suppose there's probably a bit of a glow as I disperse whatever is causing my mind to be distracted. Um, and when I have a little bit more clarity, uh, I understand that tying me to a tree was necessary, but I feel like maybe I'd be more helpful not attached to, well, whatever this is. Is it clear that she's no longer under the influence? Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of do the green light? Is it pretty? Uh, I mean, it's aesthetically pleasing in a sense, but also very terrifying. She's fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Let's let her off. Professor, do you want to slap out of it too? Professor Lackler says, Must go to light. Nope. See, see I'm not on <laughs> nope. that level. I, she I'm is. Not. Professor's not fine. Let's I get take Avis out free. my big knife and cut Avis free. Okay. Meanwhile, this figure on the far side of the river is shambling back and forth, just pacing along the riverbank directly opposite of you, faster and faster, um, eagerly almost. Uh, can I get a good read on what it is? Can I? I was going to say, can I click on my flashlight and try to illuminate it? Yeah. I'm going to get a look-see. 
Uh, you can. I mean, it's the river is fairly broad, but you you know your flashlight will give you at least some light across it. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you see a tall, maybe human figure, but it's very skinny and very frail and very pale. Um, and it's there's no obvious clothes on it. Um, maybe a few tatters wisping around, but that's it. Okay. How does it react to the light? It ignores the light. Yes. Guys, can you just shoot it? Yeah, can I just try to shoot it with my sniper rifle? You can. It's just going to run away. I'm fine with that. Yeah, at that point, if it runs in the other direction, there's less people that way. That's true. Fair. So, um, would this be a... It would be an act under pressure because it's not... You're not not kicking ass yet. Ten. Um, So a ten. That's successful. And so how much harm does your sniper rifle do? Uh, three, I think. I think it's... Is it not four? Uh, I think mine is three. Oh. Whenever I checked. You know, you have to make some compromises for the telescoping. I see. Yeah, it's slightly less. Yeah. It's slightly Power. less, but, it, you know, it's more convenient. So you draw a bead on this figure on the other side of the river, and it jerks when your bullet hits it in, it seems like, the upper torso. And you can almost hear some sort of high-pitched sort of scream out of it, and then oh. it starts marching into the river to wait across towards you. So you just oh, no. angry. Hey! Also, point of order, uh, my sniper rifle does not have the loud tag, so I think I have a silencer on mine. Ooh, well that, that could be could fun. Be um, not really pressure. important for Mr. L- for Old Man Lawson, but Can could I be helpful. Can I use abilities that I, I just got in my level up? What is that ability? Jinx. Okay. Um, it allows me to Encourage a coincidence to occur. Um, what coincidence do you wish to encourage? Well, I have a list here of things I can do. I can assist another hunter. I could interfere with another hunter. I can interfere with a monster, minion, or bystander. I can inflict minor harm. Um, or I can turn up an object. I don't think the object ones are very helpful in this case. Okay. But I... I do you think I could interfere with the monster who was trying to cross a river? Yes, the monster is wading across the river. Yeah. It's maybe about halfway across now. So this would be a weird roll. Okay. Okay, so that is a total of eight on the die plus two for weirds. So that's ten. I can oh. hold two for my list. Okay. So I am going to do inflict minor harm due to an accident and interfere with the monster uh, and what it is trying to do. So essentially, it's going to be walking across the river, and I am going to focus my innate powers on it, not really even casting a spell, just wishing it harm. And it steps on a rock wrong or something, and the, the rock shifts, and it loses And the its current footing. carries it downstream a little bit. A little bit. So it slows its yeah. progression, and it inflicts one harm. Yep. One harm noted. Yeah. And um, the monster, this creature goes underwater briefly and then surfaces again a little bit downstream. Um, it seems to almost like shake its head a little bit blearily as it resurfaces 
and begins to then march towards your side of the river again. Aronson, take the gasoline and make the ring of fire. Quickly. quickly. I, <laughs> Just I bought it. But... So yeah, but... how, how is this going down? How are you making this ring? I've grabbed the can, I've taken the top off it, I'm pouring it in, and I'm just running in a big old circle. Okay. Is it like a half circle so that it can walk in, or are you closing it entirely? Uh, it's I'm, not lit yet. I'm planning yeah. on waiting for it to walk in, then light it. It's a full circle. Okay. okay. Just making sure we got the logistics. Yeah. And I have a flare in one hand, and a pistol in the other. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, monster is now nearing the shore... And beginning to uh, march so up onto the gravel I bank. am going to try to lure it into the ring of gasoline. Okay. By like, making myself an obvious target. Like jumping up and down I, being I'm like the, the, hey you, over I, here. Come I don't my know if it reacts to sight. So. Yeah, we don't know. We're trying. I can always try to shoot it again if it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this thing seems to be almost sniffing the air a little bit as it marches towards Gwyneth and Avis in the middle. And as it's approaching, it's reaching its hands out, groping towards you. Ugh. Gross. So what do you do, as Gwyneth soon as and I... Avis? What are you doing? Um, I'm going to let it get close yeah. to me and then take a step back and be like, you gotta try harder! So, this is going to be an act under pressure. Okay. To see if you can, you know, dodge away from this monster as you've let it get very close to you. Uh, ten? This good luck is going to come back. You guys are really... (laughs) We're rolling so well. You are making Swiss cheese out of my monsters here because you just will not miss a freaking roll. Um... uh, don't worry, I'll fail a few more times. Okay, I was so, so lucky. <laughs> so you successfully dodge away, and I assume you're trying to get you're both trying to then get outside of the ring of gasoline. Yeah, before we light it. I can't do much harm far away. So you want to get up and personal with oh, this no. thing in, in the an ring inferno. of fire? Hey, I, I'll back up. I'll back up. I'm just saying I'm not going to be as helpful. Okay, so... that would be one hell of a showdown if you want to do it, So, but. Gwyneth and Avis have both exited the ring of gasoline that's been poured let's, in the gravel and such. Let's try to light it. I feel like this could go wrong. I light up my flare as soon yeah. as I see that they do. And All right. like, drop it on the ring of fire. Okay, and this is probably going to be an act under pressure as this monster is lurching towards you. You gotta drop it right. You gotta hope everything lights yep. properly. Like. Yeah. Uh, that's not a great roll. Yeah, oh, under comes. pressure. Uh, but I do get plus three, so that's a seven. Okay. Partial success. So that's a partial success. And so let's review what happens on a partial success. Uh, I get a worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. So. Uh, you get to choose. Yes, exactly. And so I think that the price to pay is that this flare that you're lighting is um, really sputtering and it's uncooperative. You're going to be able to get it to catch the gasoline on fire, but as you do that, you're going to be exposing yourself to harm as 
you have to hold the flare right down in the gasoline, so there's a really high risk that it's going to go poof up and uh, burn your arm. A risk I'm willing to take. Okay, well, it goes poof, and you suffer two harm on your arm from these burns. Does my armor affect this in any way? It does. Yes. You can reduce harm by the amount of your armor. So I reduce it by one? Yes. So I take take one one harm? harm? Yes. As you don't burn your entire arm, but you do burn your hand some. As the fire goes whoosh around the circle that Aaron had poured out. And you now have a very upset monster that is standing in the circle of a ring of, or inside a ring of fire. This is why I paid extra for the flame retardant coveralls. (laughs) (laughs) So. What are we doing now, guys? We got it trapped. I have voted for shooting it. I'm going to try and shoot it with my pistol. (laughs) Okay, well, this would be another act under pressure roll. I rolled a six. That's a failure. I rolled a seven. Okay. Seven. Okay. Partial seven. success. So that's another act under pressure where something bad happens too. Yep. And so what happens is you shoot this monster and it's a very small caliber. So it just kind of twitches a little bit um, and it looks towards you. And as it looks towards you, um, the gasoline is rapidly burning and the flames are beginning to die down very quickly because, you know, it's just gasoline poured on Mm -hmm. some rocks. So there's not much there to burn after the gasoline has been used up. Can we just throw some gasoline on it and set it on fire? Well, we got one can. Does it seem unhappy about the fire? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's definitely staying away from the fire. Yes. Okay. Um, if I stand on the other side of the fire, what sort of range am I in? Can I get to a point where I'd be close range? Not necessarily right up against it, but close, like shotgun range. Oh, yes, absolutely. Because I assume Aaron did not make a circle that is Massive. like 400 yards across yeah. or anything like no. that. I'm assuming it's, you know, a small circle, maybe 10 or 20 feet across at the most. Then I can kick mm-hmm. some ass. Yeah. I'm going to use big whammy. Okay. Big so, whammy. I can kick ass using weird instead of tough. I think you want big money, no whammies. Um, that's going to be a nine. Okay. For my kick some ass in close range. Um, so. So, how does this look in terms of describing the narrative? Um, I'm sort of reaching out into the air and pulling on something invisible and you can see like a force that's sort of like like cartoonish wind almost like that silvery line you sometimes see when you want to show wind in something Mm -hmm. come down and like whack the creature on the back of the head as i pull it toward me you're airbending and and it's pulls it pulls towards you and it tilts into the rapidly dying flames around the fire. So how much damage does your big whammy do? Uh, my big whammy does two harm, ignore armor. Okay. And, yeah, I it gets to deal harm to me, technically. Yeah, I think that that's not as much as I would like to harm you. It's not applicable in this situation because you're doing it, and you've now pulled the monster down into... Okay. 
the rapidly dying flames. And it bellows very perceptibly as it hits the fire, even though the fire is almost out. So while it's down there, That's anybody want to do anything? Anybody want to take advantage of the fact that I've where's the other gasoline yeah, where's the it. other can of gasoline? I think Aaron it? has it. Yeah, Aaron has Aaron. it. Okay, Douse I'm, it. Douse. I'm gonna try and pour the gasoline on the monster. Okay, give me a roll or give me an act under pressure roll for that because I swear to God, you, if you light yourself on fire. So I rolled a six <laughs> plus one, so I got a seven. Okay, so this is awesome because as you are dousing it with gasoline, it reaches out with a very frail looking, pale, ghastly hand and it grabs a hold of your leg. And oh, as it shit. does this, you can feel energy draining from your body and you take two harm. But the good Ow. news is you've now doused it with gasoline. Yeah. Is you're still... I have... Are the fire is under going to light the gasoline at all? It, it, it probably will, but man, those flames are dying yeah, down so fast. Yeah, so I have the other flare. Okay. I'm going to take pot right. shots at it. Yeah, we need to get it to let go of Aaron. Probably before. So I'm gonna try to shoot it in the arm region to try to get it to let go. Okay. That's gonna be another act under pressure roll in this case. I guess how far away are you from it? Are you playing blank? I'm backing up while shooting. Okay. So then it will be an act under pressure. Uh six plus three, nine. Yeah, nine. So the monster twitches. And let's go of Aaron. I've backed it in the, the arm. fuck up. And what are you doing, Gwyneth? I am going to try to ignite Mr. Gaunt with my road flare. Okay. So that's going to be an act under pressure roll. Oh, let's hope this road flare is actually good. Oh! <laughs> it is. It is very good. That's a, a 12 plus 1 for 13. Hey. So, I have ice in my veins. So, with that roll, tell me what it looks like as you just utterly Emily. ignite Mr. Gaunt. It's a you road flamethrower. <laughs> so I sort of, I, I, I'm, you know, probably about like 10 feet away. I launch the road flare. I aim at its chest. So you toss this road flare I, onto I it. I toss it, and it just goes... And as it catches fire. And this monster, this humanoid, just goes up in flames mm-hmm. as it sort of thrashes and screams a little bit and then is still as it's just laying there burning. Mm-hmm. And up the bank a little bit, you hear Professor Lackler say, What happened? Did we kill it? I think it's dead. I think it's dead. Hey! What's happened to the light, though, guys? Yeah, the light is still shining. Oh, okay. Is there more than one? We've used all our gasoline. Professor Lackler seems to be fine now. But I guess I shook out of it, too. Maybe she just did. Um, Maybe we should go investigate what's causing this light. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Is the monster really dead? (laughs) The monster is thoroughly dead. Is it crispy? It is crispy it smells a little bit like bacon but not good bacon like bacon that's a little too old but it does smell like bacon 
Ew. So, I want to look this creature over a little, see if it's anything that is, like, recognizable from bestiaries or something. Um, it looks like a charred human. Great. This will be a lot of fun to explain. <laughs> yeah, real fun. Real fun to explain. Oh, Great. Oh, man. Oh. At least we have that journal. Um, I'm going to get chewed out for this. You are. You, you are. know, so you know what? Uh, John, um, I'm sorry that you're going to get chewed out about this, but I have no fear of my superiors. That must be nice. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jane Lackler is loudly insisting that you set her loose so she can uh, examine this creature. I'll cut her loose and say, on autopsy as promised. (laughs) (laughs) It's at the ready. And the light is still shining. Do we want to go look at the source of that light? But I will say that that the pool of the light... the pull of the light is no longer as strong. It's still attractive, yeah. but it is not as all-powerful. Irresistible. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm the only one who's having a bad idea about the rest of the group being like, we should go look at the light again. No, just me. Okay. I want to make sure that this is dealt with permanently. And we should know what is causing the light. It, if it's not the monster itself doing it, then there must be another cause. Yeah. Worst case, we come back and the professor's dead and the monster's gone. That's a pretty bad worst case. Well, uh, but I think it's dead. You did burn yeah. it pretty well. I, I did. Can we tell where the light is coming from? Do we have a better idea now that we're closer to yeah, it? Yeah, it, it looks... Well, I mean, you can't see where it's coming from sure. because the trees are dense Blocking and such. It. But it seems like there's basically a spotlight shining straight up into the sky. And so just like you can navigate towards a spotlight that's shooting up in the sky, you feel like you can wade across the river and zero in on where this light is coming from. Okay. Let's, let's give it a go. Let's do it. Um, Jane Lackler is after investigating the body Mm -hmm. is says, you're not leaving me. I needed, I need to get to the bottom of this. You're free to come along. Yeah. Come along if you'd like. I'll Monster let her keep. Will be I'll let her keep the big knife that I cut her loose with, so that she's oh. not defenseless. She's That's got a gun, doesn't she? Lackler? Yeah. Oh yeah, she had a gun. She threatened us with one. Well, she did threaten you with a gun, but she does. You, she does not obviously have it out right now. Okay, she doesn't have. It she's on. not like waving it around. Got gotcha. you. You don't know where it is. Okay. okay. Well, <sighs> then yeah, maybe a knife will do her good. Yeah. So she can you, hold on to the knife. Let's okay. So you march. You, you wait across the river, and then you start marching through the underbrush, and there is a path that has been freshly beaten down in the underbrush where hmm. this monster had traveled to the riverbank. Yeah. It leads you up a steep, steep hill on a slope that is facing to the north towards Rails End, and there's this gap in the underbrush where this light is just shooting up from. Um, And as you get closer, you realize that there is a cave opening that um, this light is coming from. There's, it wouldn't exactly be a door, but there are some planks of wood, of old oak wood and some logs uh, that have been shoved to one side to reveal this cave opening. 
and the green light is emanating through the hole. Hmm. Well, any volunteers? Lackler pushes forward. Lackler pushes forward and says, "I've got to see this." Yeah, I'm going in. This is interesting. This is quite fascinating. I don't know what is causing this, and I need to know. Gwen is going to sort of cautiously follow Magnum at the ready. Yeah, in a police-like fashion, I'm going to have like the flashlight and pistol out and up. Okay. And so you're going to... I'm going to mirror Erickson's position, but without the flashlight and with a much smaller pistol. (laughs) (laughs) A tiny little pistol. A tiny little pistol. Tried to feel included. And so you march into the cave then? Yes. Okay. And uh, Lackler is not going slowly. She's rushing into the cave. I'm not going quite as quickly because I'm trying to take in the surroundings as we're going, but... I'm, I'm still going pretty quick. Okay. Well, the cave is very shallow. It okay. doesn't go very far. Um, there's a narrow opening that then uh, opens into a larger chamber <laughs> after just, uh, you know, 10 or 20 feet. And in this chamber is a gigantic pillar where a stalactite and a stalagmite have fused together. And it, this pillar is glowing green with a brilliant light. Beside it are a few things. There's the remnants of a very old-looking bedroll and uh, sort of a knapsack of some variety with very old-looking buckles on it um, and some materials. Well, it's lumpy like there's materials in it. I would look in the sack. Okay. In the sack, you find some very old... Uh, silver dollars and what looks to be a journal in a very old-fashioned handwriting. Can I open the journal? You can. I'll hand it over. And like I said, there's a very um, old-fashioned handwriting in it that's frankly difficult to make out. Could I take a look at that? Yeah. I have an idea similar to what I did at the campsite, using like the journal as a focus, okay. I, I want to focus on when this journal came to be here, okay, and try to get a glimpse of this place in a different time. Oh, very clever! A very good use of your magical abilities. Well, it's one of the things I've already established I can do, so <laughs> might as well use it. Oh, that's a good roll. Um, this is going to work without glitches, which it did not last time. Um, <laughs> that's a total of 11. Okay. And so what are you trying to see? Um, I'm trying to look at this place at a different time. The time specifically when this journal was first in this cave. Okay. I'm, I'm focusing on the journal and its history and just its existence as an object. And seeing a snapshot or two of who brought it here and what was it like here at that time. Okay. Um, So as you go into your weird magical trance, you begin to see this cave, but from a time long, long ago, um, going back to when this area was first settled by European settlers. 
um, as some natives were still in the area, and you see a man, a sort of tall, thin man, who has been warned. You, you know that he's cautious. He's been warned by the natives in the area to avoid this cave, this cave and this spot along the river. Um, but there's a forest fire oh. that has been passing over the area. And he's seeking refuge, and he would like to get down to the river because he knows the water would make him safe from the fire, but the fire is between him and the river. So he goes into the cave, and he hides out there, and he's scared, and he's terrified, and he leans against this uh, rock formation, and he rests, and he sleeps, and you sort of see him getting more and more comfortable there as he kind of forgets about the dangers outside and ever so often he gets hungry enough that he goes out hunting first small game and then, well, humans as more and more folks are in the area uh, to be his victim and he somehow is drawing life force from his victims and then he slumbers and he slumbers and he slumbers with longer and longer, it seems like, going between his outings. And then you come out of your trance and the moment ends. <laughs>